Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Wednesday, August the 10th, 2022. Hump day. Two more days almost there. Two weekend warriors. Hope we make it. I mean, every day brings something else. The Department of Injustice is in full force, has been completely weaponized from the top down. I agree with um, many of my colleagues that this is an unprecedented witch hunt. And for those of you who like to blame Hillary Clinton for everything, sure, she is smugly sitting at the top of her crow's nest. However, I'd like to take the opportunity to remind you that she is not acting um, upon her own volition. (laughs) So... I often say anyone who, because no one, no one individual has that much power and or leverage. This is a crime syndicate. This goes very wide and very deep. Um, it is a very deep, dark, cavernous, uh, cavernous labyrinth of filth, death, hell, destruction. So it is, it is not just Hillary. It is a syndicate. It is a crime syndicate. And when you have people like the Speaker of the House of the United States of America calling China one of the freest societies and then says, whoops, whoopsies, didn't really mean it, and then goes back and says, uh, but we cannot allow China to isolate Taiwan. So what that's called is double-mindedness. Or in Monica speak, it's someone who's attempting to ride two horses with one arsh. But double-mindedness, and what is a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, says the word. Which is true. And our country is double-minded, as you can see. And we are worse than a weevil wobble. <laughs> so we are now on a one-sided seesaw. And it appears as though, and it really doesn't matter whether the seesaw is stuck up in the air or down on the ground, um, it's it's dysfunctional. It has no purpose. And right now it feels like our country has no purpose, doesn't it? I mean, what is our purpose as a nation right now? It's almost like when you have an autoimmune disorder and your entire body is in chaos because it has turned in upon itself. That is what an autoimmune disorder does. It's the body eating itself on a cellular level, right? And it sure does feel that way as a nation, doesn't it? People on the left are rabid like I don't know if you've ever come in contact with a rabid raccoon or a dog. There's a reason they have rabies shots. 
But it's pretty, it's scary. It's a scary encounter because their brains are gone. Their minds are gone. They have no concept of what they're doing. When when I can watch a libs of TikTok video and listen to a, a, a licensed health professional tell me that MAPS, minor attracted persons, are not pedophiles, even though they can technically have a sexual attraction or desire for children that they simply don't act upon, but they're not pedophiles. And we should be nicer and not categorize them as pedophiles. Because after all, it's just a categorization of a mental illness. And so maps are people too. Right? That is indicative of rabidity. That is someone and something in an ideology that is not rooted and grounded in decency, truth, honor, protection of the innocence. And because the world lacks understanding about sin, the world is in rebellion, the world rejects God, the world rejects truth, absolute truth, and inerrant truth, and the person and in the written person of Christ, Yahusha. Because of that, because Elohim is a mm, Jewish concept, (laughs) right? Because of that, we find ourselves eating on ourselves. We're gnawing at ourselves. We're eating our own legs off. The heart of this nation has been consumed with wickedness way beyond tyranny. Like we have fallen into the landscape of Sodom, Gomorrah, which is not only about homosexuality. It is um, also indicative of a people who have become extremely violent. Whether it's in one of my last broadcasts about war, which I believe was last Friday. If you missed that, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to that. It is short it was extremely uh, inspired, and I think it will inspire you and offer, which hopefully all of my shows do, offer you a place of respite, a place where your brain can just, okay, all right, okay, and your emotions can just exhale, and hopefully through inspiration of, by the word of God, you know, that you just have a place to just Park your boats for a minute, get refueled, get something to eat, take a nap, get a nice warm blanket out of the dryer. Love that. And um, and wake up and leave this show refreshed. That is my hope. And in and and equipped. Equipped with the truth and 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 really with the full armor of God. Because if we're not putting that on every day, we're just not going to survive these times here in this country. You can't because there's too much stress and strife and division and double-mindedness and craziness and chaos. And you do have IRS agents who are being um, summoned. You have people who will be weaponized. The IRS actually took down uh, a particular portion of their uh, call of the wild uh, for armed 
folks. And, and yes, there are uh, agents who are, quote, qualified to be armed when, when dealing with people who didn't pay their taxes. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, we're not talking about El Chapo here. We're talking about your El neighbor there. <laughs> You're talking about the guy who's making decisions about whether or not he can uh, afford to pay his light bill or buy groceries. That's who this is going to affect, not the rich. That is that is complete disinformation. They're not going after the rich. They are the rich. Why would they go? Why would they turn in upon themselves? Which at times they do, and that really is the best thing we can hope for, is that that particular regime and kingdom continues to fall in upon itself because God has actually worked that out through many battles in the Old Testament. He asked His people to simply stand to believe, to behold, witness the power of the Lord. And you saw people with just the blow of a trumpet, walls fall, people, armies were completely defeated in abject derision. They literally went nuts and turned in upon themselves. And so the best thing we could hope for at this point is that we don't turn in on each other and we don't turn into the violence that they want us to really press into and to become. And we pray for our enemies and we pray that God either gives them place to repent or he allows them to do what he's done in the past, which is completely eat themselves. That's it. Those are the only two choices. So it's repent or God allows them and all of their plans and them to fall into the snares that they have purposed for others who are innocent. Can you imagine your home being raided? Now, black America can. Let me just start with that. Black America can relate to what President Trump is going through right now with this uh, Mar-a-Lago raid upon his home. What do FBI agents, why would they ransack uh, the former first lady's wardrobe closet? Why, why would they do, why would they do that? Like, what are you guys like panty sniffing folks? Like who does that? This is a perversion of lawfulness beyond measure, but black America can relate to that. They can relate to being railroaded, and they're certainly not the only ones. But historically speaking, I mean, if you want a if you want a balanced seesaw here, then look at what Black America has endured. He looked at me, right? He, therefore, he raped me. He looked at me in the wrong way. He talked to me, right? Next thing you know, you've got a mob of hooded Klan members at your front door with burning crosses and a rope. That was our past, and that is what we're living through right now, except for it's coming after all law-abiding and God-fearing people. All constitutionally-minded individuals are really preyed upon. They are being stalked. So this is really, this is nothing new in our history, but it's never been, and listen, turning in on black America like that is also turning in on ourselves. Thankfully, you know, someone, God gave us a reprieve, I believe. And yes, there are still pockets of craziness in this nation, 
But by and large, thank you, civil rights movement. By and large, God-fearing men and women stood up and said, no more. And they stood up on the word. And it cost them their lives in many instances. Some people got just caught up in all kinds of craziness after the death of their leader, leader of the movement of freedom. And you'll notice what's happened to any man who's been a leader of the movement of freedom. Uh, They are no longer with us. Because there's something far greater than Hillary Clinton at work here. So there's a demographic in this nation who can positively relate to what's happening to us, who has been targeted, um, you know, for generations, for generations. And sadly, you know, you, you had your first black president, whether you think he's black or not, whatever, most people would agree that Barack Hussein Obama is a black gentleman. And what did he do with his tenure? I mean, he just poured the fire on the nation in terms of the autoimmune disease where we just, you know, he he convinced a large portion of the nation that they will never get ahead. They're still back in, you know, they're enslaved. It'll always be harder. You know, we uh, love wins. Remember that? Turn the truth into a lie and a lie into the truth right before our eyes. Lit up the whole White House with it. And what did conservatives do? They just bit their tongue and went along with it and waited until it was their turn to take back, quote, power in the White House. And I would submit to you that's exactly why we're where we are. Now, the Democrats will take to the streets and burn everything down and everyone with it. That is not what Republicans do, but Republicans also just get very quiet and they no longer stand on the truth. And I'm talking about the inerrant truth. And so we've allowed social tropes and narratives to be hijacked. Remember dialectic warfare that I've been talking about last week. We've allowed the narrative warfare to become so pervasive that I believe it's reached now into the bone marrow of our nation. And now you're dealing with, you know, a blood disorder as a nation that is really going to require God himself to turn us around. There's so many nasty politics being played right now, and I think some of you are going to be absolutely shocked. Well, yeah, I'll just leave it there. I think you're going to be shocked in the coming months when you see who's going to officially announce they're running for presidency of 2024. And and some of these things may begin to make more sense because I believe former alliances um, have a lot to do with what we are seeing in some candidates' lives. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But it's, it is political, and it's also geopolitical. This is not just a Hillary Clinton Americanized thing. It's really important for you to know that when people from foreign nations are pouring into the um, into the campaign of Stacey Abrams, that 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 no longer becomes a Democrat and Republican issue. You are standing upon a, geolo- a geopolitical landscape of warfare. 
this isn't just American. This is not just about Americans. It is about our nation being in captivity on a number of levels. But the fastest way out of captivity, uh, spiritually speaking, is to submit oneself unto the Father and unto truth and turn from our wicked ways. And then he said he would do what? Heal our land. He would hear us and heal our land. So there, there's no way out of a blood disorder that keeps regenerating from your bone marrow. There's no way out of leukemia, in a national leukemia, I believe, without going to the great physician himself. I just don't believe that there's a way out of that. I don't think it's elections. You can't vote your way out of it. It's just another election cycle. And now we are, another thing to keep in mind, we are no longer um, in business as usual territory. So when people look to the past to try to figure out where we are now, sure, I've looked to the past of Sodom and Gomorrah. You can look to the fall of Rome. Uh, you can look to World War One, World War Two, the Cold War. You you can look for a lot of indicators for how we ended up here, but it is really it's it's not smart to think that sure there's nothing new under the sun. But as it pertains to will we be able to turn ourselves around in our craftiness, in bailouts, in lies, in in man made and manufactured inflation, deflation. Are, are those factors going to turn this sinking ship around? And I would submit to you it's already sunk. It's at the bottom of the ocean. And whatever we're going to do moving forward is going to be part of a rebuild. But you can't go back to that and rely upon that for any type of an indicator of where we're going to end up in the coming months or years. And I will also submit to you that the national credit card debt level that is through the roof in the past 90 days alone, people have gotten themselves into credit card debt uh, beyond measure. And what does that tell you? Well, it should tell you that things are not going very well in the economy. And considering that no one can find help, our supply chains are drying up at rapid speed and by all indications are not set to uh, recover anytime soon. And that should tell you that people cannot afford to live. And so they're going further into debt. So my call to you this this show, very briefly, is what it usually is, which is to get your own house in order, which is what I'm doing, which is what you know smart people are doing right now. People who see the writing on the wall, get yourself out of debt right now. And if you do have a healthy uh, 401k plan, savings, Roth IRA, I, yes, I am going to highly suggest that you go to monicaprotectswithgold.com. It's not only gold, but it is a viable shelter for your hard-earned assets that you're going to have to call upon no matter what the currency changes to, no matter 
no matter what. Here's the thing. People are like, oh, gold, we're going to digital. It's going to be Bitcoin. Okay, well, you guys hold your breath on that. Remember, the same people who fought with me for the past uh, 18, months on, 18 months on Twitter threatened my life, uh, You know, welcomed me into the fold, wanted me to shill for their coins. Uh, you know, I want to take this opportunity to remind you, those folks thought that, that all of this was DeFi. It was all decentralized, quote, currency, right? Anything in the crypto world. Well, crypto has hit the toilet, and crypto is now, certain cryptos are now completely annihilated because who? Who? Your federal government. Yes. Your centralized government of control who has access and points and 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 brains multiple brains if you will technical brains all over the globe with central hubs everywhere you guys think nodes are safe from a central command and that is simply not true it is not and now you have regulation occurring in the crypto world. And I tried to draw your attention to it when I saw people setting up lobbying firms to lobby on Capitol Hill on behalf of the crypto market. So if you have something that's bigger than the slave master, why do you go to the slave master to ask for permission? If you have a currency that is built upon freedom and built upon a deregulated form of governing oneself monetarily, why are you going to the king to ask for his scepter to be extended so that you can even exist, much less trade? Yeah, you don't. So I go back to precious metals just like other world leaders are doing right now. Take a look at B-R-I-C-S, BRICS. Just take a look at that. B-R-I-C-S. Take a look at what is backing that monetary system as fledgling as, you know, as a newborn uh, cult, right? As a, as a newborn foal trying to stand up on its legs right now. But what is Putin going back to? What are other world leaders going back to? And what are they getting away from with regard to a reserve currency? Well, I can tell you what it's not. It's not the dollar. So whenever I direct your attention to Monica Protects with Gold, it's because it is a bigger picture mentality. It's not, oh my gosh, it's all falling, run for the hills. No, it's we are in the midst of a massive global reset that is happening. It is a monetary reset as well. And it's going to get bumpy. And that's okay. Whether we devolve or evolve, it has to get bumpy in order for that to happen, but it doesn't have to wipe you out. It might get a little uncomfortable, but believe me, I have, well, my wealthy friends 
always do well in crisis. You know why? Because they don't have a mentality of lack and a lot like Donald Trump, actually, um, if they've lost it all, they have the op- they see an opportunity to to recover it all. But again, I would submit to you these are not going to be your typical recovery times because you're moving in unknown territory with regard to currencies and monetary systems. So, in human behavior, you know, is really the greatest crystal ball indicator for anyone who is in the arena of, quote, forecasting uh, financial um, upheaval and, um, and smooth sailing. And so I'm encouraging you to simply no longer leave the fate of your ability to keep your lights on and your cupboards full and your little kids' bellies full and your mortgage payment. I'm, I just want to encourage you, encourage you to make wise decisions not rooted in fear, but educated and actually well-informed decisions with your own consent. You don't have to take my word for it, nor should you. But you should, through your of your own volition and through your own consent, you could at least take the time to go to monicaprotectswithgold.com. And that's one of those prompts for you to make sure that, you know, on on the... <laughs> in the infrastructure of your life, that that particular leg um, is is well, um, I almost said greased. I've got like this vision in my head right now, but is um, reinforced. So monetarily, you know, get into your finances, see where you are, see where you want to be, see where you need to be. And, you know, you're talking about a th- over a $3 trillion loss now in 401ks. Um, I, as for me personally, if I had a 401k, which I don't because I've been self-employed forever, um, if I if I was part of, oh my goodness, I was just talking to someone the other day in one of my spaces talking about the pension fund of Florida of all things. Can you imagine your your state employee pension fund being tied to Twitter? Really? You're going to allow your fate to be tied up with people who can't decide if they have real customers or not, if they have real users or bots. I mean, if if they are found wanting in the actual customer base and the valuation of their con- of their company has has been fraudulent, what do you think that's going to do to your pension fund? In pro- some of your state employees don't even want to know what your pensions are involved in. It's that ugly. So I'm going to encourage you, and I've I've always stood by. Teachers deserve you know a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you guys decide what you want to do with your own with your own funds and your own retirement. All this tenure crap and these mob bosses called unions, you know, trading, uh, really indoctrinating, creating little Marxists in our public school system. That's crap. You know, and it's it's all in the name of teachers unions and equal equal pay. They've never had equal pay pay. <laughs> ever. The pay has never been commensurate with the importance of that job, ever. And so why would you leave your ability to survive or thrive in the hands of people who forecast like fortune tellers for a living? Anyway. 
I digress. Also, you know, making sure that you guys have what it is that you need, because here's the thing. I'm not, you know, a massive prepper, but I do have a bug out bag and I do have um, enough wherewithal to know that uh, Antifa is sending out messages, especially here in the city of Atlanta, uh, on their bulletin boards uh, saying that they're anticipating protests that they want to infiltrate because of what's happened with the FBI raid. Well, if, if you don't think for a second that those guys spent nine hours in that man's house unsupervised no attorneys were allowed to be present over 30 agents rummaging through his private residence in the midst of a january 6th witch hunt and if you don't think it's possible that they will come up with something they have planted just like they've done to black america for decades and if you don't think that the american population and some people who are just at critical mass as it is aren't going to want to protest and I don't mean forcefully or violently and and if you don't think they want there's a possibility that they won't be infiltrated by these yahoos who are completely funded by George Soros and gang or clan that's how awful they are they're awful they have people waiting to bail them out of jail that's how that works and they make a pretty decent amount of money doing what they do which is terrorizing your cities But when and if that happens, I should say, yeah, I'll leave it in that order. When and if that happens, because this is just my forecast, because historically this is what they've proven to do, and the Democrats are so desperate, and that labyrinth is so, that crime syndicate is so desperate to keep him out of office, to keep him off of a presidential ticket, because they know by virtue of his fundraising numbers, which are through the roof since the the FBI raid. I mean, through the roof. His son, Eric Trump, reported that just the other day. His The, the money they have raised off that FBI raid alone is uh, historical. And so with every step they take, it's like he continues to be blessed and prosper. My concern is you. My concern is that if other people show up to protest and they are infiltrated by Antifa or you make an unwise choice to go protest, that uh, you're going to see some things pop off in the country that are going to give this syndicate even more power than they are, than they deserve as it is. And you're going to see it very difficult to get out and get things, possibly. Uh, your cities could become unsafe. And so why not go ahead and prepare now for what could possibly occur so that you're not caught in the dark if that actually does happen. Because they always tell you, you've got Eric Swalwell who shags a spy, literally. And I'm using that term because I think it's hilarious. But he, and it's not gross for most American ears, but he shags, he shags a spy and he's over here telling the world that uh, he is seeing uh, all kinds of weird, violent rhetoric uh, from the from the crazy right people uh, with regard to you know what's just occurred and uh, and what they and how they want to respond to that FBI raid. I have seen nothing of the sort. That's just me personally, and I don't host conversations of a violent nature online. I don't even hint toward anything like that. We're not speaking in code or whatever else other people have been accused of. You know, we're taking our peace, and we're having articulate, sober-minded conversations about what's really going on. 
we are living in a hot war. Representative Thomas Massey put that very plainly. We are living in a hot war zone. We are. We just don't have the shelling occurring. We're not sitting in a coffee shop, you know, we're not sitting in a Starbucks and a mortar round hits, you know, a uh, hundred feet from our, from our little cafe table. We're not living like our brothers and sisters in Israel do. But it is happening on a whole other level. But all that begins in the spirit first. So, again, if politics are downhill of culture, then what matters is where your head is and how well prepared you are for these times. I mean, Congress is, as you heard from Representative Lauren Boebert on my show the other day, as well as Will Chamberlain, I always call him Chamberlain, sorry, Will Chamberlain, um, as well as Eric Metheny. If you're not following those guys, I would encourage you to do so. Um, very, um, you know, in tune, articulate, educated people uh, who are awakened to, you know, spiritually and otherwise as to what's really going on. And they will all tell you that we are living in a, quote, war zone, unlike anything most of us have ever seen. Again, think autoimmune disorder, autoimmune disease, but think of it in terms of a leukemia. Because that's what we're living through. And so there are steps you can take, and and really, most importantly, into keeping your health on point and the health of your children is really understanding and practicing the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. So what is it that brings you joy? You know, it always amazes me that, um, that our brothers and sisters in Israel and other nations, you will see them outside continuing on with coffee. Like, and they've got, you know, they live with an iron dome over their nation, for God's sakes. But they still go on about their lives. They go to the theater. They go, they, they commune, you know, they go to temple. They, they, you know, they're going on about, they're still going to work. They get together with friends. You know, they're not all huddled in their homes waiting for the next mortar round. You know, that no, or the next suicide bomber or whatever happens to go on because this is their reality that life does go on. And so I want to encourage you to decide what does that look like for you and your family, for your lives to go on in the midst of this while you are preparing to position yourselves favorably. Joy is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Laughter, memory making, good times. These times will pass. This too shall pass. But but the, the impressions that are left upon our children's psyches and their hearts and their cellular level are going to, they're impressionable. They're there. They're there. They're impressions upon their minds. And these kids are going to grow up to either be deathly afraid of each other, of money, of authority, or, you know, riddled in bitterness, each other, you know, or they're going to uh, be well-informed and comforted by the infallible and unwavering truth of God. So I want to encourage you to take the time to get into your scriptures, your word with your kids, read them together. If you don't understand, buy a children's Bible. There's no shame in that. Sit down with your kids and learn together. They would love to see that. You don't have to have all the answers to this, and that's something else that's important for them to see. 
Not that you need to inordinately lean upon your children during these times. You know, work that out amongst yourselves in your own prayer closets with your spouses, your partners, whatever. Uh, you know, th- this is a time for you to, your other family members, hopefully you're being discipled by great leaders within the body. But if not, you know, the Holy Spirit teaches you. He is your comforter, not your pastor. Right? And so if you need to be comforted right now, that's okay. It's okay. We all do. If you don't know what to say to your children, ask. If you don't know where to begin in your Bible, ask. I always encourage people to read through the book of John first. Oh, he was my favorite disciple. All about love. The Gospels of John. All about God's love. And it's really important to tuck that down into your into your own bone marrow because when scary times and uncertain times and ter- times of violence in the world and the nation just just God, writhing and 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 just flailing about, eating upon the flesh of one another, and words, war words, words of war, um, you know, as well as just this hot level of injustice that we see unfolding right now, unlawfulness, right? The only way to guard our hearts from becoming cold and for our hearts to remind, to remain hopeful and pliable, which is how we continue to thrive, is to point our faces upward. And that is possible for us to do. That is that you can still do that publicly in this country for now. But nothing says that you have to be public about your faith. We should be living our faith publicly and through daily application. But all of the all of the tilling and the sowing and the nurturing and cultivating, a lot of that, you know, where it gets down in your bone marrow, it gets down into your bones and your cellular, you know, your blood. On a cellular level, all of that happens in the privacy of your own time with your creator. And that, my dear friends, will um, ensure that you and your home not only survive these times that are ever-changing, but you can thrive. You know, thriving is subjective, but you know, I think it's safe to say all of us would agree that there's nothing thriving about a family that's riddled with fear, that's abdicating their God-given, you know, bodily autonomy to a tyrannical government, um, you know, calling up, down, and sideways, uh, circular, uh, you know, no, that's not freedom. That's called abdication, and that's called bowing at the altar of a very insane lowercase g-o-d of this world, and that's not what we're called to do, Okay. All right, until tomorrow. Thank you for joining me. Love you guys. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. You know where to find me. My iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Podcast is everywhere. Subscribe. It'll come directly to your phone, as well as sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.